I can't tell you how much I appreciate every one of you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support that me and my family have received, not just in the past 20 years, but within the past few days. Um, you guys are the reason that I have so much hope for the future of this church. You guys are the reason why I felt God overwhelmingly th throughout this week. You guys are the reason I know the mission of this church is so alive. And this world has been a topsy-turvy, uh, this year has been a topsy-turvy year. But I'm here to tell you, 2020 is on the horizon. God is on the move. He's on the move. I am so humbled and excited for what God has in store for us. I believe God has been preparing me for this call for a number of years. But as I look at these responsibilities, it's so real to me that I need God's help now more than ever. Through the years, I've been so blessed by your witness, church, as a body of Christ in this community. I look, as I look to impact future ministry and outreach, I understand the need for us to rise up and partner together for the glory of Jesus Christ. When we rise up as one, God will do extraordinary things. That's why as I stand here before you, as your lead pastor, I'm asking you, I need you. I need you. Maybe you've been on a team, or maybe you're like, where do I fit into this picture? I need you. Can you do me a favor? That connect card, maybe you've filled out already, maybe you haven't grabbed it yet, grab it right now. For you guys online, I love you guys. You have an connect, online connect card there for you. Can you just put on that card, yes, I wanna join the team. Please do that. We wanna follow up with you, we wanna connect with you because together, God is going to do great things. And that's what I'm excited about. You know, because of everything that we've been through this past week, we chose to pivot with our message series. We felt that we needed to take a journey just to be still and simply encounter Jesus. And that's what we're gonna begin today. We're just gonna be still and begin that journey, begin that encounter. In two weeks, we'll be looking beyond the storm and confronting the fear that sometimes stonewalls our faith. Next week, we're gonna have a very special guest. We're bringing in uh, who's bringing us a message that he actually shared to the top executives of Chick-fil-A a few years ago. My good friend and my mentor, Russell Johnson, will share a powerful message called the baptism of encouragement. As we as a body of Christ could really use that as we take the steps forward. And today, our title is Seeing the Real You. You know, my friends, we live in a culture where most people attest to the realities of being overbooked, overworked, and just exhausted. And Jesus wants to meet each of us in these broken places and breathe life into our soul. That's his desire. And in our search for significance, we consume our lives with stuff that we hope will fulfill us only to find ourselves overwhelmed and sometimes unsatisfied. And this often causes us to look into the rear view of our life, 
often, often wondering how things could have been, how things should have been, or maybe the good old days because things are rough waters in our lives personally right now. But do you know so often when we look, when we're so focused on the rear view mirror, all that does is cause us to miss the wide open windshield of opportunities that lie ahead of us, both personally and collectively. And my friends, it's our challenge to not live lives focused on the rear view. But may we constantly be seeing the big picture of what God is doing, how God is going before of us, how he's moving ahead of us. God is moving. You know, every one of us, you, you have a story. And collectively, impact has a story because of all of our stories. Yet oftentimes, our stories are muddled up, are overshadowed by the barriers in our lives that we build up all around us. And these barriers make it hard for us to see our true selves, to see you the way God sees you, to see how Jesus loves you and cares for you because he went to the cross to die for you. And it's that story he wants to reveal in your heart and to be revealed through your life. So let me just ask you a very simple question. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? You know, so often we beat ourselves down. We're so disappointed with ourselves. And so many times we're harder on ourselves. We're more disappointed with ourselves because of the external barriers we face. Because of the barriers the world tends to put on us. Maybe we feel we don't look good enough. Maybe we feel we're not successful enough. Whatever it may be, but we tend to put these unfortunate barriers in our lives that cause us to be blurred in seeing the reality of who God is to us and the way he sees us. And likewise, let's be real with ourselves, sometimes, sometimes we are harder on other people. Sometimes we're harder on those around us. We put barriers up because of the barriers we face. But know this, my friends. Jesus breaks down barriers to see the real you. That's what he's all about. Jesus came into this world. Jesus spent three and a half years walking with others in this world. He died on the cross. Why? To break down the barriers the world put on us. And he wants to break down barriers in your life too. I have to be honest, a few years ago, my family's favorite movie, and we just could not get enough of it, was The Greatest Showman. Anybody else like The Greatest Showman? Yeah. I know. Joshua in the tech booth, he's like, I told him this was coming up. But, you know, that movie just moved me in so many ways because P.T. Barnum, Barnum, at least in the movie, I know the real character is not what's seen in the movie. We're just going to go by the movie, okay? But P.T. Barnum in the movie... You know, he saw something special in those people. Those people who the world said was different. Those people who the world put, put barriers up. The people that the world called freaks. P.T. Barnum in the movie saw something special within them. And through his building the relationship with them, through his calling them out, he gave them confidence to come out of their hiding. And one of the popular songs in this musical, This Is Me, has these lyrics. 
I was contemplating singing, but I'm not going to make you guys run out of the room, okay? But the lyrics go like this. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed, ashamed of all my scars. Run away, they say. No one, no one will love you as you are. Do you feel like you've been living a life hiding away? Do you feel that you've been hiding because of your broken parts? Maybe not in a literal sense, but maybe in an emotional sense. Maybe in a spiritual sense. You know, because of your broken parts, you've built these barriers. You've built these walls and you've boxed out other people. And even more scary, you've probably maybe even boxed out Jesus. And my friends, Jesus is the God who tears down these walls. He breaks down these barriers. Jesus is the one who's breathing life into you. Jesus sees the real you. And you know what? He loves the real you. He loves you. And it's time for you to break down these barriers. It's time for you to break down these walls. Look at this encounter that we see Jesus had with this woman at the well. She was just going to the local water hole and she had the encounter of her life. In John 4, uh, verses 7 and 9, we see this kind of begin to play out. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? And the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. You know, in this, these two verses, we see two significant barriers that occurred in that day and unfortunately still sometimes occur in our day and age today. You know, that's the gender barrier and the racial barrier. Many times our world puts barriers up and pushes other people away. And to begin the process of healing in our lives, we need to be honest with the barriers that we've built. That we've built. And I'm not talking about the barriers you see on the news because there are significant ones. But before we can ever even get to that level, we need to be honest with the barriers personally in our own life. We need to be real with it. Because we can't deal with other barriers if we're not dealing with the barriers that we put up for ourselves or that we personally have put up in other people, for other people. You know, we need to be honest with that because you know what the effects of the barriers are? If we don't deal with them, you know what begins to happen? Barriers put us into a state of isolation. That's what they do. Maybe not physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Too many people too often live their lives in a state of isolation because of the barriers they put in their life. And all isolation causes is our spiritual and emotional self to simply begin to decay. You know why? Because we were never made to be isolated. God created us for community. He created us for each other. 
It is inevitable. The more we have barriers in our life, the more isolated we will become. And the more isolated we become, the more we will begin to die emotionally and spiritually. And I bet it's safe to assume I'm speaking to some of you right now. I'll be honest, I don't know who you are. But you know what I'm talking about. You've built these barriers. You've isolated yourself emotionally and spiritually. And you feel that decay happening. It's time to be real with that. It's time to break that down. We need each other. I need you and you need us. We need each other. We need to see Jesus for who he is and allow him to see you for who you are. And here's the secret. He already knows. So let's just be real. Let's just be real. You know, oftentimes, because of the barriers and the decay we're sensing, both emotionally and spiritually, we begin to seek out and search for all the wrong things to try to fill the void that we feel in our lives. We try to make ourselves whole for the incomplete, incompleteness and emptiness that we feel. And my friends, it is time for us to be honest. What are you searching for? What have you been searching for? In this constant search, we, find, we often miss the answer that's right in front of us. You know, there's so many times that my, life, my, my wife just makes fun of me. You know, she just says, Bill, you're losing it. You're, you're, you're messed up in the head. Something's wrong with you. Because there's so many times when I've got so much going on and I'm trying to run out of the house. And I'm like, where's my keys? Where did I make my keys? And oftentimes, you know what I do? I'll, make my, I'll put myself in trouble for a moment. I blame her for moving them. You know, and she's like, stop, do not blame me. I did not move it. And how many times can I tell you I'm running around frantically trying to find my keys and they're right here in my pocket the whole time. Yep, sometimes I make myself look like a fool. And sometimes the obvious is right in front of me, but I completely miss it. It was the same for this woman. The obvious was standing right in front of her. But she just was missing it. She was missing it. Look how Jesus responded to this woman. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it, what, who it is that asked for you for your drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Did you catch it? As they began to respond, did you catch Jesus' response? If you just knew me. If you just opened up your eyes and knew me and saw me. If you just knew what I offered, if you would just seek after me, I would provide everything you're searching for. I will always take care of you. In this most basic sense, Jesus is just saying, do, do you see me? I'm right here. Do you see me? And as the story continues, I have to be real. I see a lot of me in this encounter. I see a lot of me in this woman's emotions and experience. This woman was just not getting it. She was so focused on what she thought she knew that she missed the reality of Jesus right in front of her. The barriers blinded her from seeing Jesus. And sometimes the barriers for us blind us from the obvious. 
blind us from seeing Jesus right in front of us. The woman began to ask Jesus, you have no bucket. How, how are you going to provide any water for me? You have no bucket. You know, this well is deep. You, I don't see how you're going to do it. How are you going to get the water? And then she talks about all of her ancestors. And, and then she just asked the question, I mean, who are you? I mean, seriously, who really are you? And then Jesus makes a remarkably profound statement in John 4, 13 through 14. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What Jesus offers will satisfy our souls. Our souls are longing for something. My soul longs for something. Your soul longs for something. Jesus is that thing. Jesus is our everything. The woman brought the water, thought the water in the well would fulfill her. But it was really Jesus in that moment that she was seeking and she didn't even understand it. And with the barriers that this world creates, the, with the way that people and the things of this world just seem to constantly let us down, we often are in, in the search of something more, something more significant, something to fulfill the emptiness that we tend to feel inside. And I'm here to stand before you in this moment that Jesus is the more that you've been looking for. He's the more that you've been looking for. Stop trying to have all the answers. Stop trying to figure it all out. And just seek him. Tear down those walls and seek him. The Apostle Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. In other words, one day this world, our experience in this world, all this stuff, it's going to be gone. But you know what lasts forever? Jesus and his kingdom, his love, his goodness, his grace, his mercy will never be gone. And that's what we long for. You know, sometimes we are inwardly wasting away because we've consumed ourselves with other things because we've built these barriers. And in this moment, we have to seek him. We have to see him. We have to encounter Jesus for who he is. Because what is unseen is the Spirit of God who is working. He's always been working, and he will continue to work. We just need to trust him. Jesus is the more. He is the more that we've been searching for. Psalm 27 has been kind of my theme verse this week. Verse 8 is what I've been trying to do all week long. It says this, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. 
We can't control the circumstances that are around us. We cannot control the cards that life will deal us. But you know what we can't control? No matter the circumstances, no matter the cards that we're given to play, in those moments, we control whether we will seek the heart of God or not. And that's by ambition. And I ask you to join me too. That as we move together, as, as one body, may we as individuals and collectively as a church, may we just simply seek the face of God. Let's just seek him. Let's just experience him. For this woman, her life choices resulted in her inability to see Jesus in that moment, even though he was the one speaking to her. And his reply, can you give me living water so I don't have to keep coming back here? Can you save, you know, can, can you save me a trip, she was asking him. Can you really just kind of help me out here? And then through their dialogue, Jesus calls out her life choices, the bad choices that she was making in her life, being with multiple men. And then as her understanding becomes more clear, Jesus then talks to her about worship to experience the fullness of Christ that we need to all be focused on. As Jesus kind of wraps up his conversation with her, these are his words in John 4, 24. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. This is giving your heart and your mind completely to Jesus. See, here's the truth, my friends. Jesus knows you. He loves you. And all he wants of you is your heart and your mind to fully engage him. We got to get our worship on. And worship is much more than what we have j- just did here this morning. That's the outpouring of what hopefully God is doing in your life all week long. To fully worship him in spirit and in truth is the life that you live, the choices that you make. Seeking him, engaging him, how you treat other people, all that stuff is your worship to him. And like he stood, as he stood before that woman that day, I believe he's standing before us in this moment, asking us, will you fully engage me? Will you worship me in spirit, your heart and your emotions and your mind in truth? Will you fully engage him? You know, be honest. What have you been engaging in recently? It's time to seek him. Those barriers need to be broken down to experience the fullness of of God's love. Check out another passage that Paul wrote about engaging Jesus in, in, in worship Paul wrote this in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, you know, my friends, to know Jesus is to hang out with Jesus. 
Just hang out with him. Engage him in his word, in prayer. Just be still and be in his presence. To truly worship is to fully engage Jesus and the throne of God. To represent him well in my everyday life. This doesn't mean perfection. And my friends, I'm far from perfect. Just ask my wife. But you know what? It means when I make a mistake, when I fall short, like David in the Old Testament, I will get back up and make the next right choice. I'm going to engage him. I want to represent him well in my life. We need to be a part of a community. We need each other. We need to engage each other now more than ever. In growth groups, in ministry teams, we need to bond together, to support each other, pray with each other, and grow together. We need to love and serve others well. I still believe with all my heart that God led us to this facility, to this ground that we are. I believe with all my heart that God has a future for this place, not just within this local establishment, but that we as a church will advance the kingdom of God in Moon Township, in the airport area, in Pennsylvania, and all throughout the world. I believe God is going to use this place for his glory. I believe that. And that's what it's about. That's what we're called to, to love and serve others well. And that's going to be our ambition moving forward continually as God has been doing throughout our years already. You know, my friends, when we break down those barriers, when we fully engage Jesus, I believe with all my heart you will find the more that you've been looking for. Maybe you've been searching for it. Maybe you've been searching for it and you don't even know that you've been searching for it. But now you just had that aha moment. I need to fill that void. Maybe that's you. You know, after her interaction with Jesus, the woman ran back to the town to tell everyone about her experience. She had a story to tell and she just could not keep her mouth closed. She was so excited for the encounter she just had. You have a story to tell. You do. I know you do. Because God's at work. God's at work in your life. I know it. Because I believe his word to be true. Because I've seen him work. I've seen him use you. Don't hide your story. Don't hide your story. God wants to use your story. He wants to use our story to make his name known. And may we engage him. May we experience him. And may we tell our story. May we tell our story of what God's doing within us. But now it's time to go. Maybe you had that aha moment. And you just need to talk to somebody today. Someone to pray with you. Someone to help you begin that journey. We have at the back there, Engage Impact. You know, we're going to have a couple of our elders back there. They're there to pray with you. They're there to support you if you're hurting. And they're there if you had that aha moment to say, you know what, I need Jesus. I, I, I want to take the steps to follow him. They would love to talk to you about that. 
Also, if this is your first time at Impact, we just want to welcome you. And we encourage you to go back there too because they would love to just share with you more about what God is doing here, what we call Impact in Five. They would love to tell you about what God is doing and what we believe God is guiding us to because God is doing something extraordinary. We've got a story to tell. If that's you, please stop back there and see one of them and begin that journey. But as we go from this place, may we make a commitment as individuals and collectively as a church. May we seek his face. May we engage Jesus. May we break down those barriers and see God work in our lives and through our lives. Let's pray together. Father God, I'm just so humbled in this moment. I am just in awe of the way that you work. God, it, I never dreamed the, to, the way that you work, to see the way you worked. It just, it just blows me away. And Lord, I am just so grateful and excited for this church. Even through the ashes, we shall rise and we will see your glory reign. Lord, lead us, go before us, and may we faithfully follow you. And Lord, right now, I just pray for each person in this room and each person joining us online. Father God, you know our story. You know the barriers that we have built. And Father God, in this moment, may you break down those barriers. And Lord, right now, can I just pray specifically for those that had an aha moment this morning. Lord, may you not hold us back. May we not use the barriers to keep us from walking forward. But right now, in this moment, may they seek you and may they reach out to one of us to begin that new journey with you, to find completeness in their heart with you. Lord, may we run with you. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for Jesus who sees the real us and who loves us just the same. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You know, I really hope that this service was a blessing to you. I truly am excited for what God has in store for us. But right now, I'm here to also tell you that God is continuing to move. You know, so many of you guys have faithfully partnered with us financially. And I can't tell you how grateful I am. Even in these tough seasons that we've been in this pandemic of a year, you faithfully stood beside us. And I thank you for that. And I ask you for now more than ever to continue to stand beside us in your financial support. May God use you through that. May we partner together in those efforts. Maybe you've been on the fence about where you stand financially in, 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 your, in your tithing with the church. And can I just stand here to say, we need you. The mission goes on. The mission will continue. And God's going to do great things. The more and more that we partner together, God's going to move. And so I thank you, church for your love and your support in so, so many ways. And for those of you in the house, you know, there are the, the offering boxes. If you brought offering with you, you can drop them in the boxes. We do ask everybody to head out towards the turf side just so that we can keep the cycling going with the other service coming in in just a moment.
But also there's, you can see online where you can give as well at impactpittsburgh.com. But will you just join me in prayer as we pray for our offering and for God to continue to move. Father in heaven, we love you so much. And then in this moment, we see hope. We see hope because you're right there. Your light is still shining. And Lord, may we run with you. May we follow you. Lord, I thank you so much for this church. I thank you so much for the people of this church who have continued to stay faithful to you, who have continued to stay faithful and partner together as a community to see your mission go forward. And Lord, may we just continue to be faithful for your mission. May we run after you. And Lord God, because of that, may our story of what you continue to do, may it be shouted from the mountaintops. And may people who are in our community and all throughout the world, may they come to know Jesus because of our faithfulness. It's in your name we pray. Amen.